Welcome to the inaugural episode of And Step On It, The Library in a Hurry. On this podcast, we'll explore ways in which users actually use libraries and what libraries can do to be better providers of resource services. My name's Jessica Epstein. I'm a reference librarian, and my guest today is Ezra, a college student at Georgia State University and also my stepson. Ezra, welcome to the podcast studio, otherwise known as the bedroom closet. Thank you for having me. So, Ezra, tell us a little bit about your history with libraries. Um, well, I have gone to many libraries over the years, like state-funded libraries, and rented books and got like children's books out from there and stuff like that. Um, I've also, from a school perspective, I worked a lot with libraries. I like to like volunteer with my librarian at uh, in, in middle school and high school. I worked a lot in the library, like help organize books and things like that. And also in college, I use the library a lot. I study in there and rent books and things like that. So did your patronage of public libraries when you were a kid in any way impact the way that you approached academic libraries when you became a college student? Um, I think reference work and finding things, I think, helped. Um, Like just being used to the library experience when I was younger. I think definitely made it made me more comfortable, like walking the shelves and reading the numbers and doing that. Um, I just remember the fond memories of going to the library to rent books from the Seattle Library, and that was something that when I got into college, I didn't fear the library or the stacks of books. Like I like looking through the stacks of books. Right. Thank you. So. And you mentioned in high school that you had some experience with your school library. So can you talk a little bit more about that and also say whether you feel like that experience had an impact on your use of academic libraries? Um, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot about... So in high school, my li- our school didn't actually have like a functional library or a librarian even. I went to a private uh, school and there was a hundred kids school. So it wasn't a big school, like we had books. It just we didn't have a functional full library um, where we could rent like books for us to like uh, fantasy books or things like that. So we created a, um, my freshman year, I helped a senior kind of create a donation where we could get these books or maybe recreational reading, some historic uh, nonfiction and fiction. Like, uh, we wanted a variety. Um, and so we got a bunch of donations, and then 11th and 12th grade, I ran the library. Um, and so I did cataloging, and so that helped me in college when I appreciated what the librarians were doing, um, but I also knew how to read the catalog system. Okay. So... This previous academic year Mm -hmm. obviously changed dramatically in March when your campus, like many others, went completely virtual following your spring break. So had you been using the physical library when you were on campus? And if so, how did campus closing alter your experience of being a student? It actually made it a lot harder for me. I really liked the campus library. I studied there, and I also got a lot of sources from the magazines they had, um, and I prefer the physical copies of those things. 
and I actually have a bunch of books still out from the library that I haven't been able to return, uh, mostly on Greek plays. Um, but the library had so much resources on campus to help me with research and things like that, where I could bookmark the things on my computer or go to them. Um, and when I dropped to online, I kind of... I don't think I've actually been on the library resource page since... I've been on once um, since uh, campus shut down. And why Why is that? Did you not have courses in the spring that required you to do research for final projects? Um, I had one, but because all libraries were closed, I didn't even think about the library resource. You mentioned that you prefer the physical format of some kind of materials. Beyond the physical format of books or magazines, are there other things about the library itself that you sort of enjoy as a physical space? Uh, for sure. Like, um, even days where, when I was back when campus was a thing, um, I would go to campus and I would schedule time. I would, like, book the little, like, uh, collaboration rooms, but just for myself to give myself, like, a really good workspace because working at uh, on a commuter campus. And so when commuting, I really had a hard time doing schoolwork at home and focusing. So I liked to be on campus and in the library, either at one of the little workstations or somewhere else. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you now, this coming fall, have transferred to the main campus of Georgia State University. Correct. Which is going to be holding some classes in an online virtual environment and some classes in a in a blended or hybrid environment where you will meet on campus face-to-face -face occasionally. So how do you imagine you might use the library when you're on campus, assuming that you're allowed to? So assume, I, I really hope I'm allowed to. I really want to see... They haven't posted what the... Um, how open they're going to be for the library yet. Um, and whether or not... They say that they're opening on a capacity, but they haven't figured out exactly how much, at least publicly, to the students. So when I'm thinking about this fall, I have a lot of classes where I really do want to study at the library. Um, I have a lot of film courses. I'm a film major. Um, and I'm, I haven't looked as deeply on the main campus's resources, uh, book-wise, like how big their library is. I've only been there once. So I don't know what they have yet, and I really like looking at that. I'll probably check out a bunch of books for some projects, but I imagine it will be a lot less. Less than? What I was doing before, because I, I checked out books for personal projects, not just academic, um, and my own personal research that I would do. And you think you might do less of that now? I do. How come? Um, because I come up with the ideas while doing work. I'll come up with a personal project I want to research, and I'll rent a couple of books from the library about it. Like uh, last uh, my last fall, I had a uh, personal project. I was in a philosophy course, and we talked a little bit about Descartes. And I wanted to go a little further in my research on him. And so I checked out four or five books um, that same day about Descartes and his philosophy. And then I read them over the course of the next few months. Um, when I got... Uh, and so when... So this fall, I'm imagining I won't be on campus for a lot of those, like, aha research moments that I get. And so when I go the next day, I'll be like, oh, whatever, I'll do the research online. 
and I feel like that resource will I'll lean less heavily on it okay so I want to shift just a little bit and and sort of in in a broader way ask you to think about the ways that the library helps you do research um, and the things that you may have learned on campus or even from a campus librarian or a professor about research so are there things that you wish you had learned maybe even things you learned on your own but are there things that you wish that a librarian had taught you about doing research or are there things that you think in general would be most helpful for college students to know about library research well i mean so freshman year is a required english course um and part of that is learning how to use the library uh, and how to do research as the, the, the intro English course. And you met, you went into the, I actually did this in both my English, my first English and second English courses, where both research papers, but we went to the library and they have a classroom kind of to the side of the library where librarians kind of teach research methods. And they did that and they went over and that was definitely helpful. Um, my first semester one wasn't as helpful as the second semester one. I wish that the information was carried to the first one. It was like how to do research um, to a much more fine-tuned degree. And I think it could have been taught in the first semester one. Uh, there's also other resources the library has that got developed later. Um, like they changed their renting room system and no one really told anybody so like you went to went to room and they had like little cards um so when that got transitioned i wish there was more communication with the changing of policy um we also got like a cat lab in the back and i no one really went over how to like use that did you say cat lab yeah it has like a 3d printer in it and like some really fancy architecture stuff okay and it's for the architecture but like i don't know how public that is to the rest of the students it's always open and all you need is your card um but i don't have any training in the equipment so i never used it Okay. So are are there any so you mentioned that the library instruction session that you had in your second English course was more helpful uh than the first one. Are there specific things that you remember that were takeaways or that yeah. were helpful? One of the things I really liked, um one, the professor and the librarian have been doing it for a couple of years together. So like she really knew what the professor was looking for. I think in the first time I had my session, the first semester, the session was more generic. It wasn't for that assignment. So it was helpful in a broader sense, but this one had like, she did a mock paper of it. She didn't write the whole paper, but she did a mock outline and research and like how to cite and how to make a um, annotated bibliography. But she went over finding the information and like, she already had like things highlighted in so she did like a sample search in a database yeah she did like she did the steps in advance and then showed us the steps and what i liked about that is we saw beginning to end for this specific assignment so it kind of and then that could interpolate for further things sort of like on a on a cooking demonstration show where there's a finished product already in the oven yeah exactly so i could see i could understand how my 
like first action got me to that last step because I got to see all of it together. I see. Where the other one was like, this is the library's homepage. These are the things you can search for. And then she would like come up with a random example, but it wasn't as Fountoon. Another thing that the library did in that second instruction was actually have books on hand. Um, I think the assignment was about a, a poet. Like you picked a poet and you did a deep analysis of the poet, the publication of that uh, poem, and we had like a list of poets we could pick from. So it was like a biography on the po- on the poet and an analysis of at least one poem. Uh, and I think there was another component. Um, but there was books on a handful of the poets that we read, or short short uh, short stories as well. And she had like the, the librarian and my teacher like picked out a bunch of books already that were there. So we got to see both the online stuff and we had a whole session on that and then she passed out books to all of us and we had to do like a mock write up on that while we were there and that was actually really helpful to me because I got to see like because there's all these websites that automatically cite websites for you but I think a lot of people are afraid of putting in the book information because you have to manually do that but getting to practice with that made it I think more comforting for a lot of students and a lot of those poets were things that other students picked. So they already knew some of the books they could use for reference. So I have one last question for you. So do you feel that having a mother who's a high school teacher and a stepmother who's a college librarian has changed the way that you look at or personally approach learning and research? Absolutely. How so? Um, Well, one, my, my mom is not just a teacher she's uh, history she like is, loves history and so does my one of my sisters probably more than one um, but but I have a strong understanding for one um, accurate sources that are peer-reviewed and from a real place so like when I'm doing research for an assignment I already know not to trust most of the resources so the library is a great way to guarantee my resources are accurate because they've already done that vetting process for the most part. Um, but I sort of have a respect for libraries and um, the books in them, I think more so than the average college student um, who maybe didn't have a childhood full of books. Uh, my house looks like a school library already. We have uh, books everywhere, and I love that. And I can't imagine a house without every wall having a bookshelf that's how a house should look um organized by section by history or books on books or food or fantasy or everything you should have a well-served library and i think my upbringing definitely reflects uh, both a love for knowledge a love for history and a, a love for preserving that knowledge in a safe Excellent. I didn't even coach you to say any of that, but that was a fantastic advertisement for libraries and the preservation of books as physical culture. So, Ezra, thank you so much for your time and your thoughts on this subject. That concludes our first episode of And Step On It, The Library in a Hurry. I'd love to be back anytime. Thanks for having me. Excellent. We'll plan that for sometime in the future. Thank you for listening. Episode six or seven. Oh, episode six or seven. Okay. Thank you so much for listening.